Welcome, one and all, to another week of Ghosts in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio, and I'm back with my co-host, Rob. How are you, Rob? Well, everyone, I am bundled up right now. I've got a, I'm wearing a cap, got a hood over the cap. It is full on winter, and with all the extra spirits in the air, it's feeling cold out. And it's important to, at this time, to, to have protection. You don't want to get pneumonia or scarlet fever or anything like that. So you got to be protected, especially with like an old-timey disease. Those are like kind of like ghost diseases, right? Yeah. And no one gets those anymore. So they're kind of like a ghost of a disease. So the more susceptible you are to ghosts, the more susceptible you are to ghost diseases. Um, so it's, you know, you got to be protected. And, you know, Scarlet Fever, Scarlet is a name. Fever could just be a very eccentric last name. That could just be a person, an, a ghost that haunts your throat. So Scarlet Fever, and I've had that before. And I, I have, you know, encountered many ghosts. I will say I did feel possessed when I was um, sick of Scarlet Fever. So, yes, of course, I'm, I'm very glad that you're, you're bundled up, you're keeping safe. And that means, you know, you have gloves on and then you have condoms on in individual fingers. You know, um, there are protections that you could use, the, um, certain oil-based, um, uh, holy oil, essentially. It's essential oils that you have a priest bless and then you put on condoms yourself. You put those on, on your hand and on your feet and then you can ring doorbells and you don't have to worry about you know, ghost transference and any of that kind of stuff. So hopefully everyone's doing that if, if it's cold outside. I know I am. And um, we're going to get into this week, guys. Um, we talked a lot about the past in the, the very first episode of the year. And now we are focusing on the future. But before we get to the future, let's talk about the present. What's going on today, right? And today is a monumental day. We are preparing, gearing up for the Caspers less than a month away. That's happening. And you are all invited. And you, you have a plus one, even a plus two if you want. Invite anybody. And then I, I hope that you've all been receiving our messages um, telepathically uh, through your rituals. We've been trying to show up, you know, light some incense, look into your crystal balls. Uh, we are sending our message out there. So we hope you're receiving them. Um, I know that some of you don't quite know what we look like. So that sometimes creates some difficulty. Um, but we're working with the street team to, to make sure to know that it is us. Of course, when you see us, you know it's us. Mm -hmm. Because you've been with us all this time. Uh, so it should be obvious. And look up for those messages. You know, sometimes the signal you know, isn't always the best. So kind of like your Wi-Fi, just kind of move to a different room. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes the spiritual uh, energies are, are, will be different from room to room. And you got to remember that power in numbers, you know, if it's not working, go to the living room, you know, wake up your, your, your mom and dad, you know, get them off their phones, turn on your phone, put our podcast on and make them hold hands. You hold hands in a circle. You say, you say your magic words, and yes, then we can appear. Then we will appear. You can conjure us with the power of your own family. You know, that's something that we don't talk about enough, is the, the fact that you have the opportunity to, and this is even with your neighbors, guys. If you don't have, you know, somebody, a family in your house, go to your neighbor's house. They probably have, you know, a dog or a cat, and you, you can use them too. So power in numbers, listen to the podcast and conjure us with your, you know, significant others in, in the break room. 
and you know we can we can appear to you guys and invite you to the caspers as a, as a group and i hope you do that and i hope you guys come to the caspers this year especially is going to be um, dynamic we have a, a, a fireworks show we have a magician we're going to have a shuttle going off into space a time capsule um, we're shooting um, an, another promo for the alternate dimensions that we're going to be filming in so there's going to be a lot of content coming at you guys from every dimension so if you don't catch it in, in this dimension you know don't be afraid just hop over to the next one if you know how to do that and catch it there so let's let's talk a little bit about you know there's other award shows right we talked about the oscars we break it down every now and then and last year we pretty much destroyed everything last year it was a lot like you know sodom and gomorrah and the oscars and the golden ghosts the golden globes were sodom and gomorrah and we rained down hellfire or heaven fire and just destroyed them. Um, but out of the ashes, right, like a phoenix, the Golden Ghosts has kind of revived itself. And I don't, I don't want to say in a good way either. I'm, I'm saying it came back like a zombie. So, uh, Rob, there was a lot of paranormal events happening at the Golden Globes, the Golden Ghosts. Um, did you see Chet Hanks on the red carpet? You know, I, I more felt Chet Hanks um, it, it, through the different paranormal channels. Uh, there was a definite rift of sorts uh, through the paranormal universe. And some sort of great disturbance was coming down. I, I heard him just in my head. I was brushing my teeth at the time. And I thought that it was like, you know, I have like a kind of an electric toothbrush. And I thought there was like some sort of just, you know, maybe a radio signal coming through that. But no, it was because it, I really had no clue what was going on at the moment. Um, and it was only after speaking with you that I realized that was Chet Hanks's voice. Yeah. And you said something that really struck a chord with me right now when you said there was a disturbance. And it reminded me of of something Yoda would say, right? Um, a disturbance in the force there is. And, and, and I can't do the, the voice, right? But then when you said that, when I first heard Chet Hanks, it struck me as him doing a Yoda impression. And so that synchronicity between what you said and what I was thinking when I first heard Chet Hanks, I mean, it's destiny. That's fate right there. So I wanted to show an example of, of, of what Chet sounds like because people heard this, right? Not just ghost people. This, is, this was on TMZ, um, and this was on CNN, on, on the Chiron of Fox News. They talked about this. So Chet Hanks made it globally for his impersonation of, of Yoda, but there's also something a little bit ghostly in this because I don't know if you watched any of the Star Wars movies, but the Force is basically just ghosts. I mean, there's literally ghosts in the movies. They're see-through. Or not C-3PO. They're see-through ghosts. All you nerds out there understand what I'm saying. And even un not, not nerds. This is, this is a cultural phenomenon. This is for, for, for 70, you know, five-year-olds, for five-year-olds. This is for anybody. And, yeah, there's ghosts. There's, they put ghosts in the movie. So Chet Hanks is talking as a three-foot-tall green person that died, I don't, I don't even know, billions of years ago, right? At least, yeah. And, I mean, it is, again, a historical record when you watch these films uh and this is what we're talking about transdimensional ghosts it's something that has been with us this whole time like it's not even something you have to investigate exactly it just is it just and 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 that's the thing it's a historical record it once upon a time ago and a I don't, I don't remember the galaxy far far away right something like that mm -hmm. that's clearly I mean, that's, how the, that's how the bible opens yeah 
Exactly. And, and, and the problem, you know, the Bible is just more a more current version of Star Wars. Star Wars is, you know, an old story that the Bible kind of cleans it up and, and makes it a little more about, you know, less about Luke Skywalker and his dad and more about Jesus and his dad. Or, you know, there's different versions of the Bible, Joseph Smith and, and his dad and all kinds of people and their dads. And we're talking about a new retelling with Chet Hanks and his dad. Now, th this is just, you know, history repeating itself, everybody. It is the Jesus story all over again. And But we're starting with Chet Hanks impersonating yoda as a callback to the original bible story so it, it's very it's very beautiful it, you know in, in its symbolism and we're going to get into the critique of of the execution right so um let, let me share with you um just a, a little bit of his accent so that we can understand you know how much he studied yoda doing this accent so um let's try this out yo big up the youth them way out of kingston we wake up this morning and we see the thing turn up. Internet gone mad. Respect, you don't know. The soon forward a yard. Booyaka, booyaka. Okay. That err. You hear? Did you hear that err? I felt it in my bones, Joe. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like my my hips got a little tighter. When I heard that er, like I feel like I'm wearing a belt, even though I'm not I'm not wearing a belt right now. That's clearly a spell, people. The fact that Rob is wearing all of the condoms around his his, his hands and, and, and body saved him from who knows what, what just happened to my groin. I d I don't know. I, I'm I'm afraid to even look down there. So Chet is possessed. Full stop. Period. Period. It's that's it. Chet's possessed. Um, is he possessed by Yoda? Is he possessed by uh, a, a pirate? Is he possessed by a ghost who wants a, a Yoda impersonator? There's a lot of those on Hollywood Boulevard. You see him. You know what? What do you think? And and here's and here's a big question. Do you think that Tom Hanks knows that his son is possessed? I mean, I think that Tom Hanks must be the key to this possession. You know, that, that night Tom Hanks um, was crowned the new Cecil B. DeMille, um, one of the most famous ghosts in Hollywood that each year possesses a different, uh, you know, actor, actress, uh, producer, you know, whatever. The, the original CBD is Cecil yes. B. DeMille. You know, you see his name everywhere now, guys, especially if you live in California. But you go to 7-Eleven and you see CBD gummies. Well, there's Cecil B. DeMille gummies that you're eating. And soon enough, you're going to get a Tom Hanks flavor. That's, that's what Tom Hanks guaranteed by winning that award, is that you will go and find a Tom Hanks flavored CBD gummy at your 7-Eleven. So wake-up call everybody you know if you don't like for people that thought oh i don't even know who cecil b demille is you know it doesn't pertain to me at all you know i'm about to turn off this dumb podcast guess what fool you've been eating cecil b demille for for years now so sorry sorry to wake you up from from that but it's true so i'm sorry rob uh, please continue but I, I just had to wake them up I mean, it's a very important thing to know, though. I mean, this is what the show is about, is spreading awareness. You know, they're going to crush up Tom Hanks and make him into little oil extractions. Mm -hmm. After You know, the next, the next round where they award the next Cecil B. DeMille. So, really, this award is kind of a curse uh, to whoever receives it. And, obviously, we're seeing it already on the night of. You know, it's not just Tom who is it, it's affecting it's his kin as well, specifically Chet. Um, you know, I have been working very hard with the street team to kind of reverse engineer this uh, possession. Uh, unfortunately, I've not had access to Chet specifically. Um, if, you know, I could get to his toothbrush, 
um, that would be great. Um, so if anyone has any of Chet's toothbrushes, if you work in the hotel industry and you know you leave leave out those little toothbrushes when Chet's staying, mm-hmm. um, mail them mail them to us, mail them to Ghost in the Scene. Um, we would love to further analyze this so we can have some more definitive uh, you know answers on this possession. And in fact, you know, if, if you mail us your own toothbrush, we'll do a reading too. We'll, we can do a reading of you, of your dental health, of your, of your spiritual health, right? Th- those are uh, things that we could do for you, especially for our fans. Um, we have to make sure that people are flossing and, you know, we could tell by your toothbrush if you floss. And that's, you know, a ghost tells us that. So there's a lot of stuff we could do uh, given the right tools. So send us you know, hairbrushes, toothbrushes, and, and any kind of things you use to clean yourself. And, and, and we can definitely use something for, from Chet Hanks just to confirm how far this goes. Because what happens if we find a toothbrush and we find alien DNA, right? Then we know that he has access to the Disney vault where they're keeping Yoda in stasis right and he's you know he's been sucking on on the yoda prop or something who knows so with the access of tom in the disney franchise toy story about a voodoo dolls and he's this is the flagship movie that started pixar studios right he's been with them since the beginning and i times ar if we all recall it correctly Wow. I mean, yes, exactly. Pi times AR, Pixar. And there is a lot of, I would say, dangerous math going into the fact that they went from number three, Toy Story 3, into Toy Story 4, right? Four is two less than six. Another trilogy, just like they did, you know, with, uh, with uh, not, yeah, Ricky Gervais, of course, going to rehost because he just did five times, right? So you, you, once you st- stop at three, it's a closed book. And then if you start at four, you open up the, the book, the, the blood flows, and all of a sudden you're back into another trilogy. This is what I fear for Chet Hanks. If Tom does another movie about voodoo dolls, what other possessed doll is going to go into Chet? It could be Chucky next time, you know? Chucky could be the one that possesses Chet, not Happy Yoda from Jim Henson, because the 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 actual puppet is Jim Henson's puppet, right? And so that puppet comes from another ghost. We're, we're talking about alien ghosts. We're talking about Jim Henson, the creator of voodoo dolls that, you know, he's he's been parading on television for years. You know, we don't talk about the Sesame Street. That's one of the most haunted streets in the world. And there's a reason why cars don't drive down it, that why they don't let random people go to Sesame Street. Because you die a fright, you know? The reason why the Grouch Oscar lives in a trash can is because he doesn't want to, you know, sleep on the street because he'd be killed by ghosts. He hides in a trash can. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? No. No one can. No one can tell you. There's a reason. You know, Big Bird would peck your eyes out because he's a possessed, giant, feral bird. And there's a a Snuffleupagus, the only woolly mammoth known to humankind there, trapped. For years, unable to mate, unable to have kids, his seed squandering not being able to produce so you know and i don't controversy know why. there as well whether snuffleupagus is real or imaginary and, uh, and but in a sense it doesn't you know what what does that sound like to you it sounds like a ghost mm-hmm. you know if you can't even verify if this snuffleupagus is real it sounds like a ghost to me if it even exists you know and yeah it's animal cruelty and you know what's funny is that at the end of every episode there is no disclaimer that says no animals were harmed in the making of this production. They don't say that, okay? 
you know what that means? That on uh, on set they're nice and friendly, and then offset they're beating the hell out of Big Bird and Elmo. They're they're giving you know black eyes to Elmo because he's not you know jumping up and and being happy enough. So yeah, guys, you know another rude awakening. I'm sorry to to be so so harsh, but you know Sesame Street is something that nobody talks about as 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 a prison as as a legitimate prison to all of these creatures these cryptids and it's haunted we got we got to be careful and we got to be careful for chet because what happens if one of those gets you know in, in his head and then then we have on the loose somebody who's been feral you know living on the street for i don't know since well, 50 years so we got to be careful and we're looking out for Chet. This isn't a mark on him. He's doing his best Yoda impression. He's possessed. He thinks in his head that's who he is. It's not, you know, it's not like he's doing it for fun. It's it's like a compulsion, right? When when and you've been possessed before. I've been possessed before. We've we've both said things that we didn't mean and we didn't actually say with our our heart you know, a ghost said it with, with our, our voice, not us. And so I'm going to extend, you know, an invitation to Chet Hanks. If you want to improve, you know, your, yourself, you will come to this episode, um, come to this show and we will talk it out and, and we will get you to the perfect Yoda impression because it's a little off, right? I mean, I could understand it, but I, I don't think it was, it was clear to you that it sounded like Yoda. So. No, but I think the important part, I think for us to keep in mind is with possessions as well. It's this kind of bridge that this paranormal beings are trying to enter, you know, escape from Sesame street. The real question is, you know, can you tell me how to get to Sesame street when you're there? It's like, can you tell me how to get out of Sesame street? Well, and, right, and possessing people is, is a way for them to es escape those bonds. Oh, my God. Now they're running amok, amongst us. I, I just had a revelation. Okay, there's a band of animals that escaped Sesame Street, right? And they couldn't exactly say it, but they said it in such a way that i mean everybody knows this song everybody knows this band i'm talking about eagles hotel california i mean think about it guys the hotel california you know you can check out anytime you like but you can never leave right warm smell of colitas that's butt right the smell of animals they were Nothing but animals on Sesame Street. The eagles are animals. They lived, grew up on Sesame Street. They, were, they might have had their wings clipped, but they grew back and they were able to fly away. And this story about Hotel California, you know, about, you know, they just can't kill the beast, right? Talking about Snuffleupagus, talking about Elmo, how they keep on beating him up and he just won't, he won't die. There's a lot of a lot of similarities here, guys. So when you listen to Hotel California, it's Sesame Street. And the Eagles are the only survivors and the only escapees of Sesame Street. So ask them at their next concert how it is on Sesame Street. And and they'll tell you and, and only in their non-response, right? They're, them not responding will be them telling you just how bad it really was. Wow, that's that's incredible, Rob. That we that we were able to uncover that that truth is amazing because you know they talk about Hotel California being about like hell or something or drug addiction, uh, something stupid like that. You know, it's not that literal. You know, you have to look at the whole story and understand that they can't tell you what it's about, so they tell you, you know. A little bit about the beast a little bit about how you can't leave and the fact that they're the eagles and we have to do the math luckily we're the best mathematicians this side of of the universe really 
So, you know, shout out to us for uncovering that. And let's uh, close the book on, on Tom and Chet, the new God and, and Jesus. Um, and just say, you know, I, I hope that Tom is aware of his actions and, and what they're doing to his, his children. You know, it's something that I don't think God, uh, as, a, as the story goes, I don't think he really thought about what it would mean to his son to get murdered, you know, in front of, in front of a bunch of people. That was kind of mean. So you got to be aware of, of, of what you're doing to your kids because your actions, they will affect them without, without you wanting them to. You might not think that you're connected to your, your son, Tom, but, you know, you are working with ghosts. You are, you are working with aliens. You're working with Disney and all of that radiation. You, you come home, you, you take off your jacket, that radiation stays on the jacket. And then your son comes home and he wants to feel close to you. So he puts on your jacket and he goes to sleep in it, you know, smelling it and, and smelling you not realizing, you know, he's getting radiation. He, you know, he's getting Disney radiation. And so it's, it's a scary thought. And, you know, you should have some kind of clean room in your, in your house installed or else you're going to get Colin Hanks possessed and you're going to get your, your wife possessed. So, so I think, what's her name? Lisa Presley, something like that. Right. I mean, this is intergenerational, uh, you know, possessions that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, he doesn't understand that, you know, Wilson, that, that whole castaway movie probably scarred Colin Hanks for life, right? He's, he's afraid of volleyballs because he was jealous of the relationship that Tom Hanks had with a volleyball. And he's like, I could never be that close to you, dad. You know, and he, he, he knew that. And that's why he's, he, he won't even be in the same room as a volleyball nowadays. So there's things that he's done to his, his children that has scarred them for life. And that's, that's just the truth. So Tom, I know you just got your CBD award and I know that you're flying high, but just consider, you know, once in a while, you know, to slow down, you know, get off that rocket with Buzz Lightyear and, you know, just think about it. Just, just think about retiring, you know, just retire like, like a good like a good uh you know father does and 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 goes out and you know start a farm or something but be aware of the animals that you keep you know so and if it's not for yourself do it for your family it's, uh, rita wilson you know colin i think is a little bit in the clear because he's um you know half brothers with chet Mm. You know, and there's so much that we can get into in lineage in that way. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a little too much math. I think, you know, our, our pencils are down to the nub. Yeah. At the moment. True. So we're going to get a new pack before we get into anything like that. But just the point being that, I mean, you know, the way that this affects each other is very important. And with that, Let's let's get into because uh, we were talking about other other things, right? We're talking about golden Golden Globes, talking about the Oscars. Um, it's time for a little a little uh, self promotion, a little self reflection, and 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 a little bit of uh, nostalgia for our past, right? Because this is the third annual Caspers, so we're hitting our stride. We are hitting the high watermarks of of last year we're just gonna raise it another 10 15 feet you know like those pole vaulters that are jumping over the giant pole we're raising the bar and we have the nominations this year for the caspers for the most possessed performance chet hanks kind of gave us a little bit of a um, inspiration here and we wanted to name off some of the nominees and give them all a nod because these are nom nominees but we're gonna have a winner they all deserve a little bit of, of of recognition for what they did to further the genre and and also to to further the the bridge between man ghost 
X, ghost, woman, ghost, anything, and ghost, human and ghost. And doing it in tasteful ways, and also, you know, tasteful ways that are very uh, tasty, if, if, if you catch my drift. So let's start with, with, with the first nominee. Um, we'll have a drum roll. Boom. Gemini Man, Will Smith. Wow. Surprise, surprise. Will Smith playing two versions of himself from the past. If you thought Back to the Future was trippy, right? If, if you couldn't handle the continuity of Back to the Future, Gemini Man is Back to the Future squared. Okay? That's Back to the Future squared plus back to Back to the Future plus Back to the Future squared again. That's a lot of Back to the Futures. And we're talking about Will Smith as a 17 – I don't even know how old he was. How old do you think he looked? Uh, I mean, it was almost as if I was looking at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, he was like a 12-year-old assassin back. or something. He, he, looked like, he looked like a 13-year-old little kid fighting like a 60-year-old man. Old Man Logan style Will Smith, and, and they're out there on motorcycles and, and machine guns. So Will Smith had to shoot at himself while he's shooting at himself. I mean, that's amazing. And, you know, Ang Lee, the director, was able to get all the shots and, and to capture all of his possessed looks. And frankly, uh, it shook me to my core, and I couldn't. I, I couldn't even stand up once the movie was done. They had to carry me out in sitting position. And I, I went to a chiropractor, and, and they fixed me right up. He put some holy oil on my back and, and you know, cracked me a few times and opened my chakras. Because literally, I had to close my chakras in the movie theater just so I could withstand the possessed performance that Will Smith gave off. So shout out to Will Smith. Um, he is in the running. And... What's interesting here is we have a double ticket because he could win for his old self or his younger self. So big news for Will. You got a Casper almost on the way. We'll see if it happens. We'll see if you, if you can squeak it out. But, um, you know, high marks on, on that performance. Uh, coming number two, we have... Uh, and, and this one was huge, and this is a perfect for what we're talking about. It is Dumbo starring Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel as a jolly, big-eared elephant. Uh, screams a lot of Sesame Street, like we were talking about earlier today. So um, give us a little, a little praise on on Vin Diesel's performance, Rob, because this was something that I know you were anticipating for, for years. I know, and it's, frankly, it's kind of a shocker because Disney had a lot of um, possessed performances, especially putting the souls of well-known celebrities into animals. This is continuing their unveiling of their quote-unquote animated series, animated films, which, as we all know, are always live action just painted over because otherwise you know that's like a triple x rating and you notice i use triple x we got mm. vin diesel um and that's what really kind of crossed the threshold you know you know beyonce was up for for this award as well um mm -hmm. but you just you know you can't really compete against you know uh, what's it Z xander cage luther cage uh, right xander cage xander yeah. cage the speed. We talked about how he was one of the fastest actors in in Hollywood. How he says his his lines in like 0. 0.2 seconds, and that they have to slow it down in in order to under you know for us to understand it. And that you know he as a child used to um, you know fashion himself as as the you know sexy Alvin Chipmunk. That that's what he used to call himself. And now we have a mature man in his 50s or so 40s or so and he's working with tim burton you know the nightmare before christmas guy the 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 batman guy 
the skull and crossbones guy, this guy is Johnny Depp's lackey, right? He wants to be Johnny Depp so bad. And he's working with Vin Diesel. So we have somebody who, you know, is at the top of his game working with somebody who is just, you know, all spider webs and, and spooky things. And it's a, it's fire and ice, you know, it's, it's that beautiful combo. It's how it feels to chew five gum, really. That, that's really this movie, Dumbo, and his performance. It's crisp, but it's also hot. And it, it's like eating a piece of cabbage that's been lit on fire on one end, right? It's crisp at first, and then it burns. So Vin Diesel, you know, and his ability to fly around with his ears, um, that's, that's method acting, guys. That's ear stretching. That's, that's a lot of work to pull your ears that far out of your, of your head. But he did it, and he did it for, for Tim, and he did it for all of us, for the children. So that's why he gets um, decidedly uh, a Casper nomination. And whether he gets this, the, the award, you know, we'll watch uh, the movie a few more times, and, and we'll see just how he's able to in, embody the elephant. But let's not forget that you know, Vin Diesel is working with ghosts um, on his Fast and Furious movies, and he's working with um, alien ghosts in his Riddick movies. And he's working with car ghosts in his Xander Cage movies. So, you know, the fact that he's adding Tim Burton to, you know, his staff is a little, a little alarming. It's a little scary. The fact that there could be a Dumbo 2 coming up in the future is really scary. But, you know, let's celebrate the performance for what it was. And it was a feat of strength, a feat of magic, and a feat of heart, of big heart. So uh, thank you, Vin Diesel. And let's get to what I was referring to as the tastiest of the nominations. We have uh, Judy Dench and her performance in Cats. Now, I heard something about uh, how she does a little, a little exploring of her body in, in, in this film. Um, licking herself, right? Tasting from her butt. And, you know, I think this is a performance that really exemplifies how no matter where you are in your game, you can still be pushing the envelope. You can still be setting the mark for future generations. And this is one of those performances. Um, it's something that no actor has been brave enough to do, you know, male, female, X, uh, which is to taste themselves uh, so gloriously uh, mm -hmm. and you know with such pleasure. I think it's really gonna set the mark of future performances. And you know, we will perhaps speak a little bit more on this later, but we're already seeing um, the ripples of this performance and how it already is influencing uh, you know, the whole of Hollywood. Um, you know, we're probably going to get similar sort of butt play um, for that might be the next superhero genre, you know? Right. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, okay, guys, recall the movie, The Avengers, whatever the last one that just happened, Endgame, right? Endgame, right? They clearly indicate this where Captain America is talking about his ass. He said that is America's ass. And they close up shot right to the hole. And Ant-Man is right there in the butt hiding, right? So that was in like, I'd say April that they, they showed that. Now in December, Dame Judy Dench is going to town on herself and you know, a little preview, we're not done with the list, but there is more ass play happening with another member of the Avengers, right? An ex-member of the Avengers. And uh, yeah, he, he's, he's into some heavy ass play and it's with animals. So cats, right? We're talking about cats, we're talking about Dumbo, we're talking about Sesame Street, and we have to get to another movie, but let's finish the list Shout out Dame Judy Dench 
for exploring the final frontier of, of, of movie taboos, right? Of eating your own ass on, on camera is something that um, Divine would have loved to have done, but, but couldn't do. You know, Divine had to eat poop off the sidewalk in order to push the genre to let Judy Dench lick her own butt. So, you know, that's a long time coming that this happens, you know, and Judy Dench finally did it for all of us that couldn't. So thank you, Judy, for your work in, in the most possessed performance of 2019. Rounding out the list, we have two more. This goes out to, and this is a little unorthodox, but it's the Medea family cast in the Medea family funeral. This one, it was a hard decision to make, right? We couldn't make, we couldn't just give it to one person because truly being around uh, Medea is possession itself. The energy that Medea gives off, you become possessed by Medea and all of the cast deserves an award for that. Whether or not they get the award, that's up to, you know, the panel that's up to the ghost that's up to the scene and that's up to rob and i but we're not going to make our decision yet we just want to shout them out and say you know thank you medea family funeral cast members for putting up with medea one last time this this could be your final movie and so um i mean the fact that they're not in hazmat suits they're not in iron lungs you know uh or they're not six feet under is is incredible to me so it's like the Chilean miners, you know, they, they need some kind of recognition. So shout out to them. We're talking about Cassie Davis, Patrice Lovely, Mike Tyson. Whoa. Sarah Payton, KJ Smith. I mean, I, the list goes on and on. Like the whole, the whole film, like even Got the extras. Ex-governor um, of Alaska, Sarah Palin, right there on, on the cast list. So Sarah Palin might, might be getting a Casper Award. Thank you, Sarah, for putting up with Medea. And we have one last one. We talk about Disney all the time, sure. We talk about Josh Gad when we talk about Disney, right? Josh God. AKA. And what snuck under our noses, right? He was a Olaf this year. And, and that's uh, a pretty possessed performance. What snuck under everyone's nose is his performance as Bailey the dog in A Dog's Purpose. So the final nomination is going out to Josh God, AKA Josh Gad, for Bailey the dog. I personally, in my life, my sister's dog, his name is Bailey. And when I heard that, that Josh God, that Josh Gad, was acting in this movie. I drove over to my sister's house. I sat down with Bailey the dog and we had a conversation and it is true. He did use my sister's dog, Bailey, as the archetype for how he was going to play Bailey the dog. So I interviewed Bailey and there is, there is gonna be a, a released interview with me and a dog where she tells me how Josh method acts, how he gets into character. And she, she's gonna explain all of that to me in, in, in an interview. So that's, before the Caspers get released, I will have that exclusive interview with Bailey the dog, and we will get to the bottom of how Josh Gad became Bailey the dog. So that's, that's big news, Bailey's in the scene. But we have to shout out Josh for, you know, his multifaceted acting performance as Bailey the dog. So congratulations for being in the running. We don't know if you're going to win, but, you know, this interview might put you over the top depending on how deep you went, right? I'm not sure what Bailey's going to say, but whatever she says, I'm going to believe as, as, as told truth. So if she says that, you know, you did this for years and, and practicing for years, I'll, I'll believe her. So Josh Gad, the Medea family crew, Judy Dench, Vin Diesel, Will Smith. You all have front row tickets to the Caspers, the third annual, and uh, whether or not you get an award, you're still a part of the celebration. 
right? So we're celebrating you and we're celebrating your work and, and furthering the genre. So thank you so much. And let's get to the last little bit here that, that we got to tackle. We were talking about this as an honorary mention because it, it did come out this year. But I do think it's some, it's some phony math as to why it came out this year. We're talking about Doolittle, and we're talking about Robert Downey Jr. as the ex-member of the Avengers. So, yeah, do the math on that one. He does butt play, and he does it with a grin on his face in the movie Doolittle. So, Rob, you were going to try to um, sneak in John Cena as, as one of the most possessed performances. Um, why do you think he deserves to be on this list? Well, I think it starts off with his performances. I, we may be a little biased, <clears throat> excuse me, because he did play an amazing performance of myself uh, in playing with fire in 2019. Um, so, you know, got to look out for that film. Um, we might, you know, that film might show up later in our, in our lists, mm -hmm. um, but we're still tallying. You know, we're still consulting with our mediums to, to count up all the spirits to, to make sure that that's the case. But I was really blown away as his performance as a polar bear named Yoshi in this film, Doolittle. Um, bear wears a hat. Um, you know, bears don't, wear, bears don't wear hats normally. So the only that's way... Acting. That's 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 some acting right there. Um, you know, drinking Coca-Cola, um, as, you know, as polar bears do. So like really stepping into that role. Um, wow. A hat, you say, that's incredible. I, I understand now why you wanted to add him to the list. It makes, I mean, none of these, none of these people wore hats. Wow. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the council. But by next week, we will have an answer whether or not it is overruled. And, and we could get uh, John Cena as, as Yoshi, a, a, a literal, you know, dragon from the Mario series, right? So he's, he's symbolically a, a dragon, and yet he's a, he's a polar bear with a hat on. I mean, the acting you have to do in order to get into that role, that's amazing. So yeah, John, you're in it playing with fire. We talked about it. And let's let's just uh let's let's cut the crap here. Cause that's what RDJ was doing when he was he was pulling out you know what. Rob told us uh this is a spoiler, Rob, and I want you to tell the the audience because you told me the spoiler and it blew my mind. So uh this is this is a spoiler for Doolittle the movie. Hit it, Rob. Yeah, and I want to make sure that everyone cranks up the volume because you want spoilers, as we said, because you don't want to be in the theater unprepared for when the biggest part of the movie, you know, where they pack in the most amount of ghosts and you're just sitting there eating popcorn, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you kind of turn to your friend like, oh, what a fun movie, and maybe you, you take off your, your glasses for a second, and then bam, you're possessed. So watch out for Doolittle. There's a scene with a dragon. Again, a dragon that's not Yoshi, not John Cena, hmm. um, but maybe John Cena adjacent. You know, this isn't done accident accidentally. You know, none of this is accident. This is this is the spell that they're trying to cast on all of us. There is a very constipated dragon in this film, Doolittle, where Robert Downey Jr. has to approach. And again, this is what we we're talking about before. He goes to the dragon's butt. After talking to the dragon, he realizes he's got to go to the dragon's butt and pulls out a bagpipe from the dragon's butt Ooh. to alleviate its constipation. So, and the dragon says, thank you, thank you. And he's like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's probably like the third bagpipe that he's pulled out of some animal's ass. 
oh, you know, God. that week. But they don't, but you know, you don't see what hits the cutting room floor. Right. There could have been eight scenes. He could have done one with Yoshi where he pulls out a bagpipe from, from his butt too. And we won't know until the extras, you know, deleted scenes come out on, on the DVD. So this is a trend. We are, we are witnessing a trend happen and universal pictures. The one that released this movie is following in Disney's footsteps. They're following in the cat's footsteps. And so this is going to be a 2020. And if you think about it, 2020 does kind of look like, if you look at a two and a zero together, it kind of looks like a tongue going into a hole, right? And that's two tongues going in, into two holes. That sounds a little gross to me, guys. Uh, it's, it's a little graphic, but that's the way that numbers work. So the fact that there's tongues going into holes that's that's eventually you know you run out of holes and one of the last holes you get to is the butt and judy dench proved that when she went straight to the butt in in cats so that's a, a trend that we're gonna follow we're gonna we're gonna see what's so popular about this trend and we'll examine these these incidents you know uh with very crystal clear vision we're gonna get into the bottom of these butts and why they're getting licked, and um, why they're pulling out bagpipes. That's, that's butt plugs. The, the ridges of a bagpipe is very pleasurable, I'm sure. You know, why would a, a dragon put it up his butt in the first place, right? If not for enjoyment. So there's a lot of things at play here, a, a lot of forces at work, and, and we're, gonna, we're gonna untangle this web that you know uh, Tim Burton shot all over the place and we're going to we're going to figure out exactly what Sesame Street where it is we're going to get to the bottom of that and um I'd say we have our our plate pretty full for 2020 Rob so I'm excited I'm excited for this year I'm excited to to get to the bottom of some things and I'm excited for the Caspers guys I'm very excited so um stick with us stay in the scene Keep your eyes extreme. We're going to be going into, you know, the spiritual significance of the butt as well. You, you do have your butt chakra, right? Mm. And activating that and the, the ghosts that can escape from your, from your butt. You know, sometimes they're noisy ghosts. They're, they can be silent but deadly. Ooh. That dead. sounds, yeah. I mean, if that's not a ghost, it's right there. What is, right? yeah. What is? It's so, not the smell of butt, sulfur? Exactly. It smells like hell. Mm -hmm. So your, your butt chakra is very closely aligned to the spiritual dimension. Um, so it's going to be very important for us to all explore. It is a good sign, I think, that Hollywood is finally exploring this element of all of us. Mm. Uh, because the closer to, to your butt you are, uh, I think the closer to God we will all be. And that's a beautiful way to end it. Uh, take care, guys. We love you.